Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Now, children's relationships and sexuality education must be informed by best practice in science and healthcare. Well, that's according to Social Democrat TD Gary Gannon. Now, Gary is bringing forward a dull bill on the issue. You may remember some controversy towards the end of the summer. Um, around the Irish Bishops' Conference who had created their own RSE programme that was called Flourish and it was being uh, sent out essentially to all um, Catholic ethos primary schools. It had been developed for junior infants through to sixth class and the resource, which accounts for about 90% of all national schools, that is Catholic primary schools account for 90% of all national schools, it wasn't mandatory, but it was what the bishops certainly wanted, uh, the, com- the composition of uh, relationships and sexuality education to contain. It said, for example, the church's teaching in relation to marriage between a man and a woman uh, could not be omitted. Uh, therefore, essentially stating that there couldn't um, be discussion about uh, same-sex marriage, um, for example. Now, at the time, there was quite a hoo-ha in the media around it. Minister Norma Foley reacted to that and said that uh, she would you know, move to ensure that, uh, that there was some standardisation. However, there has been no move on that. Um, and so, therefore, Social Democrat TD Gary Gannon um, has uh, put forward a bill or is putting forward a bill uh, on the issue and Gary joins me on the line now. Gary, thanks very much for taking the time out to uh, to speak to us on, on the show today. Thank you, Gary. Nice to talk to you. Um, so what, I mean, I've given a bit of a, the background there. We've mentioned the Flourish programme. That kicked off, as I said, a bit of a hoo-ha over the summer. Yeah. Why do you feel the time is now to come forward with your bill? And, and what are you hoping to achieve from it? So when the hoo-ha kicked off in May, it was a reflection of the fact that at the Irish Bishops' Conference developed this programme which they were giving to schools. It raised eyebrows, but it's a significant eyebrows, and I suppose and it reminded people of the, their own sexual relationships experiences that they were taught in schools or the absence of it. It reminded other teachers, for example, of the LGBTQI persuasion who would feel that they would have to teach and have had to teach these programmes which teach that the manner in which they love is lesser to others. So I didn't just want to get involved in the who at the time. I actually got to work. And the work that we got to develop in my office was this bill, which aimed to standardise the teaching of relationship and sex education in school. It's taken months to come to fruition. Like Developing these sort of legislation is a difficult process. We were also conscious that Minister Norma Foley had said in May that she would bring her own legislation forward. And that hasn't happened and doesn't seem like it's on the horizon. So what we're trying to do is standardise relationship and sex education in schools that will be developed but a National Curriculum Council and in all publicly funded schools, this will be the programme that will be taught. And do you have your own ideas on the composition of that or are you going to leave that exclusively up to the National Curriculum Council? I, I would love to share my ideas of how that could be taught. <laughs> I mean, if we taught in terms of consent, if we taught in terms of love, compassion, um, all of those things, but that, that's not for me to decide. That will be up to the National Curriculum Council. People are more... Um, learn it's an eye on that in that domain so for me it's just I'm in a legislator I'm in opposition I'm just bringing forward the bill by which we standardise the programme but experts will be developing it So aside from Flourish and aside from you know sort of the headlines that we heard at the time around um, that um, suggestion or, or that, that p- package in actual fact that the Bishops Conference had, had put together you know 
it's something that's there. There has been no standardisation. Each individual school's uh, depending on its ethos, be it Church of Ireland, be it Educate Together, be it you know the the national uh, community schools. They can all at the moment essentially do what what they feel is best and present relationships and, and sexuality education in the way that they feel works best for for their school, for their uh, for the parents, and for their for their children. So what's wrong with that? Should they not have a say in in what in in the way they feel it should be presented? To the children? Well, actually, constitutionally, there's nothing wrong with that, would you believe? Um, but no, I feel that children have a, have a right to have fact-based education. We all have a right to have a fact-based education, and children certainly have that right. And that's not the situation that exists across skills at the minute. Not every skill. Some skills are quite good at it. There's a programme that's ran out from Minute University, which teaches a really good, strong programme. But we cannot have a scenario where, depending on the school you go to, your child may or may not have access to fact-based, science-led information in relation to relationships and sex-based education. So depending on the school you go to, you will be taught, as was in that Flourish program, that puberty was a gift from God, for example. Now, some people may believe that, and you're absolutely welcome to hold that view, but it's not a, it's not a science, but it's not a view-based influence. And if my, if my child was in that classroom or anyone else's, you would want your child to have access, and actually, more importantly, for the child himself, they, want to have, they need to have access to facts-based information, and that currently isn't the case. So for me, something as important as relationships and sex education in our schools needs to be standardised. We need a uniform approach that everybody, regardless of the school or the ethos of the school that they go to, just has appropriate information. That's, um, as I say, it's science-led, it's health-led, but also compassion-based I mean, and that's one thing that doesn't exist in the skills at the minute. I don't want the scenario to happen where a teacher who may be LGBTQI has to teach that the manner in which they love is lesser. I think that's cruel. It's inhumane. It tells that teacher that their place is lesser in society. It also places um, the child receiving those into a very difficult situation where they're being taught that one relationship is held in prior regard to the other. I mean, their brothers, sisters, parents themselves maybe LGBTQI plus so that's it's just not it's not right but Gary while you're saying that to you the thoughts of your child being taught for example that puberty is a gift from God or that marriage is something that's between a man and a woman exclusively and and that's your right as a parent to Mm. to be upset to think that that would be taught to your child so don't send your child to a Catholic primary school in so far as there is a choice available to you but some parents maybe don't want it the way that you're suggesting. Maybe some parents don't think that things like sexuality, that things like consent should be actually um, in, 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 have any form in, in, in primary school. We're talking about children from the age of, well, four or five really now, right through to 11 and 12 years old. Some parents may argue that that's far too young. And that's an argument that took place in Wales, for example, when they standardised relationship with sex education. But I mean, this is based. This is basically just science. Parents can decide them things for themselves, um, but we do need a standardised approach to relationships and sex education in schools. Um, if parents decide that, that's up to themselves on an individual basis. I'm not speaking as a parent. I actually don't have children to say. I'm mm-hmm. speaking as somebody who is a legislator. And in terms of how we develop legislation in this country, or how we develop legislation in any modern republic, it has to be based in accordance with science. So it has to be fact based. You don't get to decide. And what is and what isn't in terms of appropriate in accordance with ethos. We just have to give standardisation approaches. So, parents, children are already being taught these 
these subjects with their, I mean, taught, I mean, their peer groups. In the absence of these, they come to their own conclusion. I think this, the evidence is very much there that in the absence of an appropriate sex-based education, children will come to their own conclusions through their peer groups, and that leads to scenarios which we already have in, in our society. An increase in terms of toxic masculinity, an absence of understanding of um, consent, an absence of understanding of the biological aspects of the body, all of these sort of things should be taught and children should have access to this information. It's their right. It's a fundamental right for a child to have access to this information. Um, but, but Gary, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just, I, I want to throw this out to, to the audience as well because obviously we want to get them involved in this conversation too. So, you know, where do you feel on this as a parent? Um, you know, are, are you happy with what Gary Gannon, Social Democrat TD, is putting forward in this bill? We standardise it and it covers all of those areas. But Gary, just by making it mandatory, by your bill making it mandatory, does it not remove the choice then of some parents who maybe don't want that? It doesn't say right of the child. It's the right for ourselves and society. Your parents have to right, want to have that say as an individual. I mean, that's up to them. But we're coming from a rights based approach for the child. Mm-hmm. Children have a right to access this information. Mm-hmm. I and, mean, that's, and, that for me is fundamentally important. I mean, I get the idea that I and I don't. I haven't. And we've been talking about this for quite some time now. We have not more parents getting in touch with us, talking about their own experiences, talking about how they like their son or daughter to have access to appropriate information that is, as I said, compassion that's correct. We all have our own kind of horror experiences of how these subjects are taught in our own school. Or but not, as the case may be. Not taught, exactly, or not taught, and we all don't know where that leads to as a society. Now, my bill, and I wish if we could, but the ethos is in the Constitution, so what my bill does is standardise the teaching of relationship and sex education across schools. Now, if a school wants to, later on in the curriculum, add their own um, on subjects that are on teaching that's in accordance with their ethos they can do that additionally I can't stop them from doing that under the current constitutional arrangements but that's up to them what children have a right to and what we're going to ensure through this bill is facts-based science-led information but parents also have a right to uh, have some um, uh, say over over what they're learning, and I don't want to draw. I don't want well, to drill it back. I understand that obviously the sure. concept was in relation to the Flourish program, and we've mentioned that, and that's the. Well, there's other programs too. But there are other, yeah, there are other ones as well. But there are also, and and you know, there's an there is an issue in the in this country, and we were speaking about it on the program the other day. There's an issue in this country about um, in many areas. There's a real lack of choice in terms of what school you can send your child to, yeah. depending on where you're living, you don't have access to two or three or four schools maybe to choose from. So, so many kids go to a Catholic ethos primary school. But again, I don't want it to be about any one religion per se or about re- the religious debate at all. But it, within that, you might have children who are uh, Muslim children who are attending a Catholic primary school, you know, children of no religion, uh, you mm. know, children of a wide variety of religions that their practice, what you're proposing to have as a mandatory science-based and health-based, but also to look at issues like consent, look at issues like LGBTQI relationships, and, and that that might completely go against the grain of many of the parents. Yeah, and I suppose I live in a republic, and the republic that I live in has a, that I support to have, has a, would have a separation of church and state when it comes to how our children are taught. Look, if parents want to give their children a more religious-based education, that's absolutely fine. I fully respect and appreciate that. But it shouldn't happen through 
stay funded or stay funded skills, they can do that additionally to their own teachings. And they can do that additionally. And I think that's absolutely their choice. But when it comes to how we standardise teaching in this republic, um, every child should have access to fact-based information. That's for me, is really important. I fully appreciate a person's religion, um, how they would wish their child to learn. But in terms of a natural republic, that's one where we separate the role of church and state. And when we teach our children, we give them facts. And but what about again? Sorry, and I don't want I don't want to, to harbour on about this particular okay. impact of it too long. But I just you know you try to when you know it it, it sounds great. Let's standardise it. Let's have it fact based. Let's have it you know the approach to it as we would to science or to to mathematics or to any other subject that's on the the national school curriculum. But obviously you know different parents have different views on this and 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 what they feel their child uh, should be made aware of or should not be made aware of. So you know if. If your bill is enacted and and if we do get this standardization, how do you how would you imagine or how would you, if you had choice in this, envisage that the National uh, Curriculum Council would approach the issue? So there is a provision within the bill requiring the National Curriculum Council to review the curriculum every five years to ensure that the teachings in keeping with how society has evolved. Um, in keeping with how society and changes in terms of societal approaches or access to information so every five years the curriculum would be reviewed and that's catered for within the bill in terms of how the National Curriculum Council approached this bill, they'd approach it in the same way they do any other syllabus on the, any other topic on the syllabus and skills, like they're the best people to do that I think we have strong approaches in terms of science, maths as you just said the arts and their skills already this would be the job of the National Curriculum Council it's not, it should never be the job of a politician to do, um, determine exactly what is taught but we should determine how or the manner in which these topics are created. And that, for me, is really important here. It's that every child in a state-funded school has a standardised approach and has access to information as a right. Would you not have a fear, Gary, that, uh, you know, if, if this comes to pass, that in the same way, for example, that you would have a lot of uh, of parents for whatever reason, you know, as I said, I outlined earlier, they don't have a choice, maybe the national school at the bottom of the road is, is Catholic ethos and, and they have to send their child there. They opt their children out of religious education uh, and the child goes and sits maybe in another room or down the back of the class or whatever the case may be. That happens in primary school and it happens uh, largely in secondary schools as well. Um, that actually what you're going to have is cohorts, and I'm not suggesting for a minute they're going to be large ones, Gary, but cohorts sure. of of uh, parents who will want their children opting out of this for whatever reason, because they think it's too much too soon or because they don't agree with the sure. particular teaching or, or whatever it may be. And that in actual fact, you're going to have swathes of children who won't get any um, uh, education in this area at all. So but trying to do in your opinion, the right thing and, and the the fair and, and balanced way to approach it, actually, you're going to be taking pe- kids out of the loop and they'll have no um, sexuality or relationships education at all. I think the situation that currently exists is ensuring that kids are taken out of the loop in terms of relationship and sex education. We have scenarios where children are being taught puberty is a gift for God. We have scenarios where every child is having to have a pair of reflection um, after discussion in relation to um, same-sex marriage, as was in the Flourish programme. Look, the situation that exists at the moment is just not tenable. So if there are scenarios where we standardise approach, it's based on facts and parents decide that they're removing their son or daughter from the syllabus, that's not, that's 
we already have that situation significantly, but on the other side of the scale. We have parents already removing their sons and daughters from the programmes that have been enacted from bishops' conferences or being um, taught or in reg- with regards to going to religious ethos. That's happening on a very significant scale already. And we already have a scenario where we're not receiving relationship and sex education and skills that is in any way suitable to what's needed across society. So... Look, I can't imagine a scenario. And look, I know, I'm sure on an individual basis there will be some people who mm-hmm. feel that this is not, this goes too far. But I don't think it will be a huge amount. And this actually addresses a problem which exists at the moment, at the moment where children are not being taught um, appropriate about relationships and sex education. And worse than that, they're being told that one relationship is held in higher regard than the other. And for me, that's not commensurate with what type of republic that I want, but the type of manner in which I look at children to learn. And of course, we have uh, Minister Simon Harris unveiling um, education programmes almost of this nature uh, in third level. So I think, you know, yeah. I think there's a, there's a fairly wide acknowledgement um, that, you know, th- th- this issue is not being tackled, you know, certainly maybe not in the best way or or in the way that it should um, with in, ter- in, in time, in terms of time allocation uh, from the young age and, and where we need it. That creates another situation where only those who go to university get access mm. to um, appropriate Good relationships. Good point, well made, Gary Gannon, I have to agree. Uh, if you, if if parents that are listening to us, sorry, firstly, what's the, I mean, this is a Social Democrat bill. Have you approached other parties? Yes, um, have. you have. had discussions with them? Are you, do you, are you, um, are you confident that you're going to have widespread support for your bill? I'm- Confident that I have significant support for our bill. So we, Norma, Minister Foley said in May she would bring forward her own bill. We sent her our bill this week and asked her would she support her. Mm-hmm. We're still waiting to hear back from her office. Okay. Uh, I'm sure she's well, busy. Well, I mean, she's we got have, a bit of a COVID situation sure, happening in schools sure at the moment busy. and antitesting, have, so we have to give her a, a bit of space, I suppose. Yeah, it? we have reached out across the divide now. We've talked to a couple of members of... Um, the government who are willing to support it. I suppose they're just meeting today and deciding how they approach. Okay, and obviously if you're, you've got an opportunity to speak to parents here now, if they like what they're hearing from you, Gary Gannon, and if they um, feel that this is something that they would like for their child, I presume you'd urge them to contact their own local TD? Definitely, contact your local government TD and just tell them that we want their children to have access to, their children have a right to have access to appropriate relationship and sex information in their schools. I think that's really important. Very good. Gary Gannon, uh, Social Democrat TD for Dublin Central and the architect of this bill. What do you think about this? I mean, you know, Gary is proposing um, a science-led, a health-led and a compassion-based, he says, um, approach to the issue of relationships and sexual education in primary schools. He's proposing that, you know, if this bill's enacted and the National Curriculum um, Council put together a curriculum for it, that it's looked at every five years, depending on societal changes. Society's moving so fast and we again had, you know, touched on this conversation on the programme in recent days as well over what our children actually have access to online. You know, it's moved so fast over the last 15 to 20 years with smartphones you know, do you, how do you feel about this? Do you think the schools should be more up to date with sexual education? Should they be including conversations about the likes of pornography, sexual abuse, sexting? You know, people have, uh, their children need to be educated about sex at a younger age uh, because, you know, the it, it's out there and they're, they're having access to it at a very young age. So 
should it be a mandatory approach to sex and relationships education like Gary Gannon's proposing there? Or do you think that individual schools and individual parents should have more of a say? Get in touch with the programme and let us know. 087-188-0008. is the WhatsApp number to get in touch with the programme. We were speaking to Gary Gannon from the Social Democrats. He's putting forward a bill. He wants to see standardisation of the sexual um, sexuality and relationships education that's taught in our schools. He's saying it should be science-led, it should be fact-based. We're asking you today, what do you think? Do you think primary school education should include the likes of sexting, sexual abuse, pornography? Do you think it's not the school's job, that it's completely up to parents? Do you think that this is something that we shouldn't be discussing at such a young age in any event? Uh, We want to know what you have to say about it. Uh, Felicia is on the line now. Felicia, what's your view then um, of a change in the way that uh, the issues of sexuality and relationships are being taught in our schools? Well, um, the change needs to happen and it needs to happen ASAP. I have a 10-year-old daughter who's transgender. She lives as a boy since the age of two and I had to personally educate her on what all the letters of LGBTQ plus means. Um, and your, uh, your daughter is your do- sorry. Your, your daughter is transitioning to male. Is that right? She's transitioning to male. So I had to educate her on the whole LGBTQ. She knows all about. Um, she needs testosterone, and she knows all about operate the operation she needs, and she knows everything because I I have been so open with her because I had no choice. I was just, I was just hit with this. I, I've never come across it before, so I'm learning just as much as she's learning. So I have taught her everything. And she knows do you how- think? Do you think then that in the case of your child, uh, when they're in school, that there needs to be more of an understanding um, of people who are transgender, and that would help your child's school friends to be able to cope with the issue? Definitely, hundred percent. Like, why did we put through a bill that gay people can get married, but we're not teaching our kids that a boy can be with a boy or a girl can be with a girl and it's 100% okay or a girl can transition into a boy or a boy can transition to a girl. They need to know and uh, be comfortable with that and it's the norm because it is the norm. That's where our country is at. There will be lots of parents that would say, though, that that should be um, discussions that should be had at home rather than in school. I think it's 50-50 because they're in school more than they're at home. They're sitting sitting in their pods with, say, three girls and three boys. Uh, One of them girls happens to be trans. The whole table needs to understand um, like this is normal. Um, she's going to grow to be a boy. I, I um, like I, I'm very vocal on this, and I think um, the situation where older um, adults that have transitioned are in were never taught anything like this in school, and so they had to put up with a lot of bullying and um, a, a lot of um, like. The principal not accepting them or the teacher not accepting them or the class not accepting them. I think they need ed- education. And has your child's school been supportive? 
100% supporters. She was the first. She was the first girl in the school to wear a suit for her communion. Her a principal is so supportive. Like if there was a podcast or anything on about trans kids, she'd ring me and get me to listen to it. And she's a hundred percent on board with Claire. And Claire is um, miles ahead of herself as in maturity when it comes to sex and um, relationship and a boy can be with a boy or a girl can be with a girl or you can or, or a girl might want to be with a boy one year and then be with a, a, a girl the next do you know what I mean she, uh, because I have educated her on that because she's going to hear the wrong information of somebody maybe older than her and um, she'll get confused so I, ha- I had to jump in and teach her at a very young age about um, LGBTQ. And look, I, I think even for my generation and younger than me, they, we heard a lot of stuff outside of schools or outside of our parents and we heard it on the road and a lot of it was misinformation. Daniel, thanks for joining us on the show. Do you think this is an issue that should be standard standardised across schools or do parents have the right or is it indeed their job? parents' job to um, educate their children on sex education, not to, not to look. Like, I listened to this one here from saying that she's a 10-year-old child that's transitioning. Yes, that's right. I, I, I don't know what 10-year-old child knows what sex education is about, to be honest. And kids need to be kids for as long as possible. I think they know an awful lot more, Daniel, than they, than they would have done in our day. I mean, I think for sure they would have known an awful lot more. They have access to pornography in their hand. Um, they have well, access to exactly. lots of sort of information on on various uh, social media sites in in literally in their hand on their smartphone. So they probably know an awful lot more than many adults do. I do not think that's worse than what you believe. Do not think that children at ten years of age should know. I'm not casting. I'm not casting judgment on it. I'm simply saying that the fact is that I think they know a lot more than many adults, including their own parents, would uh, want to acknowledge. And so, therefore, if they have access to this information. Should it not be backed up by, uh, you know, fact based, as Gary Gannon says, education that's coming from their primary school? It depends on what you consider fact based, isn't it? I mean. Well, the fact is that the fact is that some people are straight, some people are gay. The fact is that they, we we have gay marriage. The fact is, you know, there are there are certain facts around the issues of sexuality and also relationships. You know, there are the fact is that there are many um, relationships that are wonderful and loving and fulfilling. The fact is that there are many relationships that are harmful and abusive, and that children should be. Taught to, to understand that, to know that, and to be able to differentiate between them. Yeah, but what does that have to do with the debate? I mean, if you can't if you can't educate your child on sexual relationships and stuff like that yourself, then why are you a parent in the first place? It's not I'm not trying to say that kids shouldn't learn it, but it's, it's not the state to teach it. It's not and again in a classroom, the classroom environment. Maybe if, if the course has gone over with parents and there's full cooperation between parents and teachers and every
will not have biological advantages in male will have regardless of what testosterone you put in or whatever you do. And it's the same thing. And all these drugs are experiments on children. They cannot be promoted as safe and legal because it's not possible. I didn't know what I was doing when I was 10 years of age. And with anybody look, my child would not know what she's doing when she's 10 years of age. Children should be children. Adults should be adults. Yeah, but I mean that's that's but yeah, but that that's a very individual thing, though, uh, Daniel. That's a very well, individual thing. In the same way that in the same sorry, a ten-year-old should not be sexualized. You do not agree. But I mean, a ten-year-old who maybe and I I'm I'm not transgender. I can't speak for a ten-year-old, and I suppose neither can you in that regard. But 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 again, unless you've got unless you've got a DNA sample saying that this person has a genetic defect that may require some sort of genetic um or hormone treatment then you don't have a trend in your child. You're a child that's confused. There is no doubt about that. There's well, no here, Daniel, here's the thing. I mean, I'm not an expert in uh, in, in the condition of transgender. And here's the point, neither are you. So neither one of us really are in a position to speak about it in that regard. I'm not talking about, but Daniel, I'm not talking about an individual child who is either transgender or who may be gay. I'm talking about, we're talking about the wider issue of or everything to do with sexuality and relationships okay. and whether okay, that should be taught in school in a standardised way. I don't think teachers of any primary school, any Asian primary school, should be teaching pornography in school. I don't think they should be teaching children how they can touch their bodies or what they can do with their bodies. No, there's a difference between teaching them that somebody else shouldn't touch their bodies. Then, you know, if we sit down with the teachers that start the school year and we go, look, this is how we're going to teach them about... Um, molestation or you know what pedophiles anything what to keep them anything that involves keeping and them safe yeah and what right. yeah but I mean you know again there's okay, an, we're there's we're an we're argument we're there's an yeah. argument Daniel to be made that teaching them about things like uh, gender issues and like sexuality issues will keep them mentally safe as well Pete what's your view on this do you uh, are you you know of, of the ilk that we should keep this out of our schools or that it should be that fact-based information across the board well I mean the guy yeah I'm with it I'm with it completely and and uh, actually anyone that is against fact-based science. I mean, it's in the title. The obviousness is in the title. Fact-based science. Why would anyone be against their children being taught the truth? Because they they may think think like Daniel. But we're not living in the Middle Ages anymore. Mm. We have this situation here where once upon a time the church came along and said, oh, we'll build all the schools in the country. And the empty-suited politicians think, oh, yeah, well, if we don't have to spend the money on it, you go right ahead. So they got the monopoly on all the schools. This was a long, long time ago. We have such a thing as uh, a human rights for state education. You don't have a state education in this country. There's no such thing because it's run by the church. So you don't have a choice. If you want to get an education, you're only very limited to certain schools that won't teach Catholicism. If you want an education for your children, you've got to send them into these schools. Well, these schools should, you know, we, we have a, a charter that was made, what, in the 1920s or 22, you know, state and church separate. You know, it was based on the foundation of, of the, the American one, church and state separate. There's no such thing because education is the foundation the foundation of anyone's intellect. And I don't think and that anyone... And we don't have it here. Pete, I don't think anyone's going to agree with you on the on the argument around education and what it is. I think the, the discussion here is about 
the age at which and, and, and the parental well, you're, right. You're saying, you're, the parental right. But then, but then right. the shoe can be on the other foot as well because they're teaching them the fantasy of religion at a very, very early age. So why should... I mean, and religion to a lot of people, I mean, not to me, and I've been on this show lots of times, most people know that I'm, I'm not religious, but I'm not anti If it's someone to get through life and get talk, great. The, the religion is But also teaching medieval sciences to these children and really and truly their lies. Their lies. Everyone knows their lies because now they have the internet they can look up the facts. Yeah but here's the point now, I think it's it's more of an issue Pete of the age at which you know what I mean and to what degree do you go into facts and, and you know what sort of facts need to actually be brought forward in this Joe are you with Gary Gannon on this do you think that it should be a standardised sexuality and, edu- and relationship education programme across the board for all our children? I think so informed kids make better decisions and make safer decisions. And of course, I'm not saying go on and say whatever. No. Depending on the age of the kids, you give the information that it's necessary as they age. Because that's the logical thing to do. Okay. And and do you trust that the National Curriculum Council and that individual schools will be able to determine that and to deliver those pieces and pockets of information that are fact-based and science-based and well, health-based in a way that will suit a lot of parents? Or, or should they have a right to say, no, actually, I don't want this. I don't we, want this. I don't want conversations we, around... Yeah, but um, we're not talking about uh, facts that are not substantiated by science. We, talk, we, we are talking about factual things. We should talk to, to our kids about consent, about different, uh, hetero, gay, bisexual, we should tell them about all the things, about contraception, what are the dangers of contraception, STDs, STIs, everything. You know, informed kids make better decisions. I can speak for myself. Just because I had sexual education, I was lucky that my mother talked to me about everything without being awkward or anything of the sort. And uh, that did not make me want to go and have sex. No, (laughs) and I understand. No, and I understand that. And I do think, you know, a a lot of the of the uh, reasoned argument behind making changes like this is actually to be able to empower children and to have them get the, you know, the, the, the pockets of information at a young age where it is digestible for them and informs them to maybe make better choices. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.